And we're back for another Grow the Bench Weekly Short. Welcome back, everyone. I am, as always, Leslie Boomer here with Phil Harwood. How are hey, you Leslie. today, Phil? I'm doing good. How are you? Very well. Good. Um, we are kind of rolling into fall here, and I know that contract time really should have been well underway by now, but you have a blog written this week that really addresses some nuances uh, surrounding contracts that I think are super mm -hmm. important. So mm -hmm. dive in, dive in. Yeah, well, you know, um, everyone's business is a little bit different. And, you know, contracts, we have lots of different types of contracts. We have sales contracts, we have subcontractor agreements, we have employment contracts. You know, we sign contracts when we buy equipment on a, you know, on a lease or, you know, the purchase agreements. I mean, there's, we're always in business, we're always dealing with contracts. Sure. And and so the, what inspired me to write this week's blog was, you know, just uh, more and more, I think it's really important for people to be reviewing their contracts and looking for improvements to make. And I and this is really top of mind because um, very recently <laughs> I've been I've been um, asked to review some of my clients' contracts. Yeah. And, and I'm just reminded of how horribly written they are. So, for example, uh, one of my clients sent me a, um, just it was a portion of a contract. It was a hold, hold harmless agreement, which is just one little provision of a contract, right? Mm -hmm. It was two paragraphs. The first paragraph was 222 words. Holy cow. It was one sentence. What? One entire sentence. Okay, and it happened? was just—it was just the most horribly written, run-on, you know, with every jargon word, every old English word that nobody could understand. With all these lists of, you know, you can't just say, you know, you. You have to say, your successor assigned, blah blah blah. You know, forty-five words later, we're finally getting the. The object of the sentence and the verb were separated by 48 words or something like that. It was wow. ridiculous. When, so, and if you're reading a sentence and, and you can't get to the verb, your mind is like, give me the verb. <laughs> like you can't figure out what's going on. That's like the worst of legal legalese right there. Oh, it's just so horrible. And so, so I'm just like, you know what? We have to do better. We can't just turn a blind eye, go, oh, I don't understand this, or I don't want to get my lawyer involved like we oh. we're in business we're all involved in this we all have to step up and and uh, root this stuff out there's no reason for this stuff to be happening anymore well yeah because if you're going to if you're resisting paying paying an attorney for that you're going to pay the price at some point if you do not yeah and i'm not even saying you have to pay your attorney but I, you should review you should make a point to review your contracts and in my blog post i'm posing that there are three critical times to okay. review your contracts let's talk about that yes so the first one is when you are looking at a contract that you didn't write mm. someone else wrote it mm -hmm. well you know the drafter of the contract is going to draft the contract in their favor yeah. duh <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't write the contract, you have to assume that there's some things in that contract that are probably not great for you. Yep. You got to go find them. No doubt. And then the question is, what are you going to do about it? You know, um, mm -hmm. 
are you going to ask questions? Are you going to get some clarification if you don't understand something? Are you going to try to negotiate something? Or maybe something is so terribly not in your favor that it blows the deal up. And you're like, I can't sign that if we can't change this. For real. Yep. And so, so that's it. That's the first one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what what can you do with that? If it, let's say to avoid the the blow up. Sometimes you can't. Okay. Sometimes you can't do anything. And right. and this is what this is why people feel like, well, it's a waste of time. I'm just going to end up signing this thing anyway because I want the work, and, or I can't read this and I'm too embarrassed to say I don't know what this means. Well, you've had a lot of experience. What I mean. Have there been things that you've done that have worked with, let's say, the client wrote for the sure. contract? Okay. Right, for sure. And and I talk about this in the blog post um, okay. in addition to the three critical times. Um, but yeah, in my experience, there you, it's it's more likely than not that you can negotiate contracts. Yeah. Like contract language, not just price, but any any provision and in specific language. The key is to have a recommendation of what you want it to say instead of saying, um, you know, I, I think this provision is, is too much in your favor. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's better to say, I propose here's some, here's some alternative language I would like to see. So, so, you know, write, write that in, send it back over and see if, you know, because the the response might be, oh yeah, we're cool with that, and you just swap it out when we put your language in. I think it's probably if it's fair, mm-hmm. it's probably pretty likely you're going to have some agreement there. Right, and that's usually what you're looking for in these. You're you're looking for the imbalance, right? The power imbalance, and you're looking for like, for example, a termination clause that's not equal. Yes. You know, we have the right to terminate for any reason. You know, mm-hmm. with without notice, but you can't terminate without written notice for a year. Okay, well, yeah. no, that's not fair. Right. So, how so there's we, an imbalance. How do we this, make this a both and? So you recommend something. Mm-hmm. But I think it's starting with just, you know, seeking clarification because I think that's the beginning point. And that, that was my point about the 222-word sentence that nobody can understand. Mm-hmm. You know, explain this to me. Can we Can we put this in better language that, if anyone questioned what this meant, they would be able to actually explain what it meant. Yeah, and your client might actually be glad you asked. Right. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, because they might not understand it either. Uh-huh. So they go to their legal and go, "This this sentence doesn't make sense. We gotta we gotta change this." Help me out here. Yeah. So that's the first one. The second one is, you know, whenever you're even if it's your own contract, but if you haven't used it in a while. You know, we we often just grab contracts that we've used before and we, you know, copy it, reuse it. So it might not be a true template per se. It might be just a a contract that, you know, we've used before and we're just repurposing it with a Mm -hmm. new name and update this and that. But that's an opportunity to really look at all the language that's in your contract because your business changes. You know, so a contract that was maybe really spot on a year ago or two or three years ago, maybe has some stuff in it and you're like, ooh, I don't want that. You know, um, whatever it is, you know, regarding your risk tolerance, your, you know, maybe there's some regulatory stuff that has changed or, or certainly your pricing's changed, but 
You know, when you read it, I know for me, every time I read through a contract, I'm like, ooh, how that, how, how was that okay? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it's an opportunity to update. And sometimes it's like just typos and poor grammar. And like, I got to clean that up. That doesn't even make sense. Absolutely. Because once you use something and you figure it's okay, you know, eyes are off of it. They're not really mm-hmm. being, except for those little places where you're changing names, dates, et cetera. Right. To your point. Absolutely. Reviewing a document annually, at least, should be a practice. And then the third one is maybe a subset of the second one, but it's when when you're doing a renewal, right? And I think the specific thing there that I'm talking about in the blog is, Mm. you know, some people are scared during the renewal process to change anything because they think, oh, this will jeopardize the renewal. Well, Hmm. you know, I I just don't think that's the case. I think there's still an opportunity to you know, clarify ambiguous language, fix your typos, um, maybe rewrite something that's crappy. I just don't think that, in my opinion, I don't think that's going to jeopardize the deal. No, especially if you're, you know, you you can frame things as though you're looking out for everyone's well-being by reviewing the language and updating things and making sure things are as accurate as they can be. Mm -hmm. I mean... The, one of the biggest challenges with this whole thing is um, most people don't have the knowledge. You know, they can't take the 222-word paragraph and respond with, I think this should be rewritten as this. Yeah. And that's where you probably are going to have to get some help. Okay. So start with someone who has some knowledge in this area. If If you have contracts or provisions you want me to look at send them to me i'll 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 help you i'll guide you through this certainly your attorneys you know that are um you know have good drafting skills work with businesses uh hopefully not all attorneys are good drafters but some are so find one you know if you can talk to them about about plain language and your desire to have contracts written in plain language that's a big movement in the legal field and I think the more we demand plain language contracts, the more likely we're going to get them. Yeah, okay. That's a term I've never even heard before, plain language contracts. But it makes yes. so much sense. Right. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. If if somebody really just is not connected to a, an attorney that they want to work with on this, I, I see that you're a resource. Anyone else that you would suggest that somebody could go to? You know, I think they just use that word. Talk to, talk to, you know, there's certainly an abundance of attorneys. So gotcha. if, if you have a old crusty attorney who <laughs> prefers to, you know, write as if it was the 1700s, well then maybe you need to move on. Yeah. Well, maybe you're evaluating that and your contract at the same time. Yeah. There you go. All right. Phil, this has been very interesting and I think super relevant Good. for timing. Um, Folks, if you're thinking about contract review or if it's something that you haven't been doing, but even kind of mid-contract season here, if you can take a break and renew things and freshen them up a little bit, that's great. Um, Reach out to Phil at phil at growthebench.com if you have any questions surrounding this. And uh, we wish you the best on uh, getting your contracts cleared up and Signed and ready for the season. In plain language. Yeah, in plain language. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another Grow the Bench weekly short. We will be talking to Phil again in another two weeks. And until then, have a great week.